natural adverse reaction that humans have to the Word of God. When you look throughout Scripture, you find that every time God's Word was brought forth, manifested, there's always been few who've always, or rather, happened to make or make it to believe God's Word. But predominantly, the masses have had a, a natural, it's a natural thing because it's more of a human thing, reaction to the Word of God. You look at Adam, God's first, God's, God's first created man, created perfect, without no, no guy. Yet, it seems that he did not really believe what God told him. And when you study the scriptures, you realize that people have always, always experienced, more often than not, the opposite of what God had said, of what God had intended. You look at Adam and Eve. You think that if there was anyone who was going to make it at that point in time was them because they had no sin. They were not exposed to evil. They were not exposed to the wickedness of the world. They were pristine beings. Yet they fell. They were unable to prove God's word. You look at Israel. Even when God was busy delivering them, they were constantly rejecting God's word until God said only two, only two out of that entire generation. And the Bible tells us about four million men without children, without women included, about four million men came out of Egypt and God only said two. Only two. You look at the antediluvian age of Noah. God said, I'm gonna bring floods upon the earth. God gave them 120 years to change their minds. <coughs> Bob says only eight. In fact, only one. The other seven was because of that one. Only one survived the calamity. Did they not know? Sorry. Did they not know? Did they not know? All of them knew what was coming. Thank you. All of them knew what was coming. Did they believe? 
You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, by faith, by faith, by faith, Noah, when he was divinely warned of things to come, was moved with godly fear. When he was warned of the future, he was moved with godly fear to the building of the ark. He had never seen rain before. He had never seen what was called an ark before. A creation of that, of, of, of that statue was never seen in Noah's time, was never known. He had never seen rain before. There was nothing physically that could convince him that rain is coming. Absolutely nothing that could tell and show scientifically that there was going to be rain. Because God does not need anything in this physical dimension to prove the validity of his word. Whether you like it or not, God's word never changes. We humans think that we, we are like God in, in that, in that we, we are him. We can substitute him. Look at, look at Peter. Look at Peter. Jesus says to them, this night, all of you, will be caused to stumble. Now you can come, Hosi. <laughs> All of you would be made to, this night. He said, for the, for, for the scripture to be fulfilled. He's telling them that all of you here will be caused to stumble. He says, it's nothing personal. He said, this thing is happening so that the scripture might be fulfilled. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. You know what Peter said? You know what Peter said? Is, is, is what we do every single time of our lives. Peter rejected the word of God. He rejected it. Now, when you read it, you, say, you would say, or you think that, no, but Peter's motives were in the right place. But Jesus, Jesus told them the reason why they would be caused to stumble. He said, for it is written. Peter said, even if all will be caused to stumble, I will not. What was Peter saying? The word of God in my life will not come to pass. He said, no, that one I reject. That one I don't want. It's, it's not for me. That one is not for me. Me, I will not be caused to stumble. If it needs be, I, I will die with you. You know what that's called? It's called pride. Jesus is telling you that you're going to fall so that the word might be fulfilled. If you don't fall, that word would not be fulfilled and that would make God a liar. That means it was in Peter's best interest to say, Lord, I fall at your hands. 
It was in his best interest because Jesus said it was for the fulfillment of the word. He told him, if you read Luke, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan has asked for you. He has desired you that he might sift you against the wheat. Mm. He says, when, 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 <laughs> he says, when, when you are recovered, when you are recovered, because Jesus said, I pray that your faith may not fail. He didn't say, I pray that Satan might not have you. That means when, when Satan came to Jesus and, and said to him, I'm asking for this one. Jesus said, yeah, you can have him. In the same way, in the same way with Job. But this time, Satan literally asked permission to sift Peter. And Jesus told him, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. And Peter said, not me. Me, I die with you. Then you, you, know what that, you, know, you, you know what that did? It caused Jesus to open up his future. He said, you, before the crow crows three times, you would have denied me twice. Peter said, Peter kept quiet. He thought it was not going to happen. Few hours later, what Jesus told them, happened. When they came, the Bible says everybody scattered. One disciple ran naked. He ran away naked. That was Mark. Because they tried to catch him and he ran away. Where was Peter? He ran away. He ran away. Did what Jesus said was going to happen to them happen? Peter was more, he denied him. He, 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 he probably would not have denied Jesus had he not rejected the word. We, we'd never know. But he did it. And that, is, and that is the relationship that most people have to the word of God. If you were in Jesus' company and, and he stood here and he said, all of you tonight will be caused to stumble that the word might be fulfilled. Would you accept that word? Would you say, yeah? Would you accept it? But it had. The reason why God has raised up prophets throughout the generations was because it was difficult for human beings to receive the word directly from him. So because of his mercy, he created interfaces. And those prophets are interfaces of the voice of God. And sometimes they, they say things that seem impossible in your hearing. But that, that should be proof that those things cannot come from the fabrication of their own souls. You know, when God said to me in 2016, 
that he's commissioned me into the office of the prophet. I said, for two years, I said, no. I don't want this thing. It's not for me. Because that's what humans do. They reject God's word. They reject God's word. Yet it should not be so. It should not be so, especially because we have the Holy Spirit. You see, you see, you 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 are able to tell you are because of the of the presence of the Holy Ghost in you. You are able to tell when a prophetic word is false or not. The Bible says we have a spirit by which we cry our Father. And, and that spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God. Paul says, I lie not. I lie not. My spirit, my conscience, bearing witness with me in the Holy Ghost. So you can tell when somebody, something is proposed to be from the Lord and it's a lie, you can tell in your spirit. But sometimes we mistake the inner witness of the Spirit for our souls. And we reject a word just because it does not feel like it fits you. That you, you know, you, 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 you don't fit in that. Like Peter, you don't fit. This one is not for you. How many prophecies have I given and I've heard people say, I don't preachers, ministers, people who are supposed to be servants of God, say, I don't believe this. This I don't believe. And the next, and the next day, that thing happens. It's human beings. It's human beings. You know why I'm telling you this? You know why I'm telling you this? Because there's great suffering coming on the earth. There's nothing me or you can do about it. It's coming. You know, the visions that scare me the most are those that come when, I, when I'm not anticipating them. Those ones, they scare me the most because that, that, that tells me that they are, they are very urgent. When, when the Spirit of God intrudes into your soul, into your will, <coughs> to open up the veil of the future, when you are not expecting it, when you, you might not be doing activities that, that, that really might in, in probe it, might incite this kind of thing, those are the kind that scare me the most. I was sitting last night about 11 o'clock, I was just watching TV. I was just resting, just watching TV. And before my eyes, the TV disappeared. It, it was a brief, it was a brief vision, probably maybe one and a half minute to two minutes. The screen that I was seeing, the screen that I was seeing was no longer what I was watching on TV. And I saw, (sighs) 
one thing that can help you is to repent before the Lord of your unbelief. You see, those who suffer the greatest consequences are those who hear the word and they turn their eyes and they turn away from it. See, once a person says, once a person, you know, you can tell each other, you know, God said, God said, it's fine. It's you and yourselves. But if I tell you God said, I, I can't lie. I can't lie. Because if I tell you God said, it's my office that's telling you that. It's my office. That's why in, in my speeches, you rarely hear me say, God said, God said, until I tell you God said, God said. Because, because, because sometimes people have a tendency, like I said, to be averse to what God says. Before you ask yourself, or before you tell yourself, or convince yourself that you don't believe, or convince yourself that what you are hearing is a lie, before you, before you call, before, ask yourself, have I seen what he has seen? Have I heard what he has heard? If you have not, rather, instead of rejecting it, rather say, no, I'll go to God. Go to God and pray. No true prophet of God or false, no false prophet of God will tell you to go to God and confirm what he is saying. If, if he... If he's false, why, why, would you, why would he want you to go to the spirit of truth to confirm a lie? Obviously, the spirit of truth will confirm that lie. Something is coming. Something is coming. You know, I said to you on Friday, if you listened or if you were there, I said to you, we have not yet understood the full gravity, the full import of what the Lord said to us when he said 2022 will be a year of prosperity and destruction. We have not understood it. And the reason why I, I now realize we have not understood it is because we have heard it, then we have put it aside. The Bible talks about Revelations when everybody will come before the great judgment, right? And the Bible says the books will be opened, right? The books will be opened. And it says those whose names were not found in the book of life. In other words, in other words, they were not found because they were there at some place. Now, you, you wouldn't search for a name that you did not know that it was there. So this tells you that at one point, those whose names were not found were in the books of life. Because the book of life, there, there are two books. There's the book of life, there's the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life are, are those who have accepted His salvation. 
The book of life is a book where every spirit that God ever created is listed there. But if they die without the Lord, that's why he says the dead. The dead. Not the church, the dead. The dead. If they die without accepting Christ, the Lordship of Christ, he says they are removed. And that's why everyone who are standing there, everyone who are standing there, their names are not found. Because there is no Christian in that, in that, in that path. There's none. Christians face the judgment seat of Christ. The entire world will come before the great white throne of judgment. And God doesn't speak there. What speaks are your works. What speaks is a book that's open. You are judged by the works that you have done. And after that judgment is given, you, are, you, you, you will then be referred to the book of life. And if your name is not found there, he said they were cast, where? Into the lake of fire, along with hell and Gehenna. If you are not found where you should be, where calamity comes, you will suffer calamity. You know, I want us to investigate something and look at some things there. <coughs> in that document to show you some certain things that the Spirit of God said. One of the Spirit of God, God never said to us, go into Goshen. You know what God said? Stay. Because in his mind, you are already there. And he said, the only thing, the only thing that will remove you from Goshen is if you go back to Egypt in your mind. If you are not found where you should be, if you are not found where you should be when calamity strikes, when there's a storm, we all hide. If the storm finds you outside, you are finished. If a storm finds you outside, if a tornado finds you outside, you are finished. And it's coming coming. I never said it's coming for you. I said it's coming. I did not say it's coming for anybody, but it's coming. It's coming. The world, the world, the world. Leaders, world leaders, world leaders. Right now as we speak, they are buckling in their knees. Because they see everything that's coming and they can't stop it. They can delay it, but they can't stop it. <sighs> God is not a man. God is not me. I'm not God. That he should lie. But if a man says, God said, God said, huh. all right.
Let's see. You know, one of, one of the strangest things in the Bible is, is John questioning whether Jesus is the Christ or not. This John was the one that said, the one who sent me, said, said upon whom I see the Spirit descend. That means John saw the Spirit descend. John, he saw the Spirit descend on Jesus. He was raised by God in the wilderness. He saw the Spirit. When he baptized Jesus, he was the one that said, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. He, he baptized Jesus. He saw the Spirit come on him. But when one day he was in trouble and he was imprisoned and he thought that the Christ should come and save him and wondered when Jesus was delaying and wasn't coming. You know what John said? He sent his disciples. He says, go ask him. Go ask him, is, is he the Christ or do we wait for another? Why? Because when a man stops serving or does not serve your interests, he becomes something else in your mind that he is not. John, John, he said, Jesus, are, are we waiting for another man? Are we waiting for another man? It's a question. Jesus, did Jesus answer him? You know what Jesus said? The Bible says Jesus woke up and he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened the ears of the deaf. He opened the eyes of the blind in front of... And then he said, go tell John that the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And then he said something. He says, blessed are those who are not offended because of me. And you know what happened the next day? John's head was cut off. It was his destiny to die. His destiny was to introduce Jesus and die. And he expected the Christ to save him. He's the Christ. Why is he, why is he saving everybody but not me? Why? Why is he doing that? When Sister Rosina died, all of us were there that Sunday in church, right? We had one of the best services we've ever had that day. When church finished, I left. My wife was there the night before. My mother was there the night before. The night before she died. 
when they were busy with her. They, that week, I only saw her once. God had told me what was to happen, and I was to do nothing about it. The day she died, the night before she died, God said, tell her, if she does not fight for her own life, she will die. And that's what I told her. Did I not? Yeah? And then I went to go bath and went to go sleep. When I went into the bathroom, God said, tomorrow she will come home. I told nobody. Woke up, we had church, and then I left. I left, I left with Milton, I went to, with him to Milton. And then I said, if he was here, he would tell you. I said to him, I'm waiting for a call. And while we were eating, my wife called. And she said, Sister Rosina is dead. I wasn't shocked. I was waiting for the call. I was waiting for it. But since you knew, couldn't you have stopped it? You knew, Moose. Why didn't you stop it? I couldn't. I was told not to do anything. That same night when I came back at home, I was lying in my bed. And then she came in the spirit. And we spoke. The Monday morning, I woke up to a vision where she was brought before. I think I told you this. Could it have been stopped? Not by me. Not by me. But the year before I told you, I can read you in the, in fact, I'll read you just now. I'll read you. And there will be tears here. That was 2020. Probably when you heard that, some of you thought, ah. This time it might be you. It might be you. It might be you. Because the storm is coming. Believe me or not believe me, that's none of my business. My business is to tell you, warn you, prepare you, what you do, it's not, it's, not, it's not my business. And that's one of the things I had had to learn in the office of the prophet. 
is to detach myself emotionally from what God shows me. I've learned it's just business. It's just business. And at the end of the day, it is, it is, it is for my own life's sake that I must do what I was sent to do. This is a last warning, by the way. This is a last warning. To, to, to all this, this morning, and that's why I wanted it recorded, because it's a last warning. It's a last warning. Can I read you something? Can I read you, can I read you something? Let's look at John chapter 7. And then I, I want us to look at the document, okay? Let's look at John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 3. Okay, let's read from verse 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. You see, Jesus knew why he could not walk freely in that region. He knew it. He knew it. He was aware. Right? Not Now, the Jews had a feast. Where? The Jews had a feast where? Yeah? Yeah, verse 3. Now, they were speaking from a place. They were speaking from a certain attitude. No, go. But Jesus could not. You just read it now. He did not want to. What? Walk. He did not want to. Jesus did not. He did not. Why? He had inside information that he was going to be killed. Now, what, what I'm telling you here is a prophecy. But I'm telling it in such a way that it's coming to you as a teaching, as a lesson. But it's a prophecy. He said, he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Verse 3. His brothers therefore said to him, depart from here. Depart. From he. And go into <laughs> what was happening? What was happening? Jesus did not want to go into Judea. He did not want to. But his brother said, Depart from here and go into Judea. Now, here's a question you must ask yourself. Who was talking there? Mm. 
Because the Jews who sought to kill him, were, they were Jews that were already incited by who? So if Jesus walked freely into Judea like this, he was going to be killed. So he did not want to. Not because he could not go to. He did not want to. And his brothers said to him, depart from here and go to Judea. That your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. You, you call yourself a healer, Moses. And you, you call yourself a healer. I'm prophesying. And you call yourself a healer. So, so, so go to Judea. Let them see your good works. Also. Read. For, for no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Who is talking there? That's not natural speech. For even his brothers did not believe in him. You would think Jesus, his, his own king, would, would embrace him. It's even his brothers. Some of you here are my brother. Some of you here are my father. Some of you here are my prophet. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Because if you don't believe, you see, because you have heard the word, you, you have now become a host. A host. is coming you, you know when storms come you know what it does yeah you know what it does when a storm comes it leaves everything in a mess disjointed it's coming it's coming you know even when God knows when you don't believe he still tells you because he loves you he still warns you because he loves you. Because he loves you. I saw in the revelations of God tumultuous clouds, dark clouds beyond comprehension. They darkened the day of light. And I saw them as they were coming. They were casting a shadow everywhere they were passing. And I heard a voice say to me, there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. There's a storm. And it will wreak havoc. Suddenly, in the visions, 
I saw mothers on the ground crying and wailing on their children. I saw children wailing over their parents. I saw many with beds in the street, many homeless people. I saw hospitals so full, so full that people, people were sleeping, not inside the yard, in the streets. There was no one to help. But what pained me the, the most were entire families with beds on the road. There's a storm coming. And it will render many hopeless, hopeless render many homeless, will render many fatherless, many motherless, many brotherless. For the Lord said, the sin of the earth has come up to me. And he said, if, if I were to release this judgment as it should come, he says, the world to this season will be no more. He said, this judgment will be spread throughout three decades. And this is the first. This is the first decade in which we will see destruction and calamity in, in proportions that me and you now cannot even begin to fathom until you see it because you're, you're going to see it. it. It starts this year. And this thing will carry on for seven years. Now, I, I want you to record it. I want, I want it recorded. Because I am a false prophet until what I say I saw happens. So I, I want you, when this thing happens, I want you to go back and you say, he said it. I did not believe him, but he said it. And, and I pray, I pray that that none of those events befall you and your family. I pray. I pray that for your sakes, God finds you in Goshen. And for your sakes, because of your presence in the safe place, your whole family and everything connected to you is preserved. Because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And you know what, what is happening now? You know, you know what's happening now? What's been happening for the last couple of months is that Satan has been, has been distracting most of you. Has been distracting most of you with many things. And now you will see that distraction escalated at a very high level. Why? Because he, 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 he knows what's coming. He knows. Because he has been given permission by God. 
So he wants you as distracted as you can. So when it heats, it finds you, it finds you unprepared. Yet you've been prepared. You've been prepared from last August. You've been prepared you bring, you, months ahead the entire world. Months ahead, months ahead, ahead of billions and billions of people, you've been prepared. But you know why? His brothers did not believe in him. His brothers did not believe in him. But you will believe. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to, I'm conveying a message that I was asked to give you. Let's, let's read the prophetic word and then let me share some few things with you and then let's go home. Twenty twenty two, the year of prosperity and destruction. The Spirit of God showed me Solomon in a vision. And you see, for the last couple of months, I've been teaching you from that book. Ah. And when I took the book, I was in the future and God said to me, read and watch, read and watch, read and watch. And I saw the book, many of you were here, right? So I'm not telling you something or you're not hearing something that you did not hear from coming from this mouth. You did not hear it in, in January. You did not hear it in February. You did not hear it last week. Because you were here. It's difficult. It's very difficult for a man or a woman who has been ordained by God to stand in this office, to, to have many friends, to have many people around him. It's very difficult. Imagine you, you know a friend is going to betray you next week. Let's say next month. You know he's going to betray but you must still be a friend to him. You, 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 you must still uh, continue how you are friending each other, even when you know that an, an event is going to come where he's going he's gonna to betray you. But you must still be a friend to him until that thing happens. That means you, you've got to be in, so much in control of your emotions because you can say, I win. Right? You, though, you, you, and you find that he doesn't even know that he's going to do it. <laughs> so you, you cannot disrupt. You cannot disrupt. You see, that's why Jesus didn't even tell Peter until Peter started to go astray. That when 
in, in his mind, was it in Peter's mind to uh, de uh, desert Jesus? He was the one that cut off the ear, right? So he showed some, some initiative. But when push came to shove, he, could, he, couldn't, he couldn't resist fulfilling the word. So you can't say, you know, you're going to... No, yeah, let's go out. Yeah, let's... You must waste your money, spend your money, <laughs> chill with him. Be a friend to him. Yet you know this one tomorrow. You see how tough it is? And if, if you dare say to him, friend, tomorrow you, you will betray me. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my heart towards you is pure. It's tough, Mike. You remember? Yeah? You remember? It's tough. You remember? It's tough. You see how tough it is? In your own mind, it wasn't something that, that could have happened. It was impossible, but it happened. It came with consequences. That's why in my life, if you know me, I never ever try to wrong anyone intentionally. I can't wrong you. Because if I wrong you, there'd be serious judgment upon me. Because I know if somebody wrongs me, I don't avenge myself. Men are offices. Men are offices. I'm not gifted for this. I'm a gift. I'm a gift. I'm a gift. This is not my gift. I am it. Do you understand that? He gave gifts. Not gifted men. He gave gifts unto men. Not gifted men. So when I tell you something, consider where, from which realm is this coming from? Before you say, no, this can't be God, consider, consider. Before you, 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 ah, you know, I told someone, I told two years before it happened, we were in church. I said, you, you, God is showing me us attending your funeral, you're gonna die, you. You're gonna die, you. We were in a meeting in front of people. The person looked at me, right? And from that day on, she went from be, being a believer to being a spreader. That guy is a false prophet. He said I was going to die. She, she, she was propagating her own prophecy. She did not believe. She thought by telling other people how false she thinks I was, it was going to change it. Yeah, 
false prophet, false prophet, false prophet, false prophet, until she came to near death. Near death. Near death. And her senses came back. Why? Because when we speak, we don't speak from where you are. We don't see from where you are. Here's my brother here. Here's my brother here. Here's my brother here. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. No lies. Because sometimes we must learn the hard way. I don't know why we are like that. I never take glory when what I tell you from God comes to pass. Here's my brother here. We buried his mother. You know when he knew? Ask him. Two years, three years before, information from the Spirit came. Should it have happened? No. But sometimes we don't realize what God has given us. It's only later that we say, The day, the day, the day we buried, the day his mother died, it was a Friday. That Friday, I woke up from a dream where he was rushing to the hospital. I was with him and he said, no. I, I said, I, I wanted, I, in the dream, I wanted to pray for his mother. Because God said, okay, let me add more. Let me add more. So I went to where he was but when I found him there, he was gone. I told him. When I found him there, he was gone. I called him, he said, I'm already far. I said, no, I'll come there. When I came inside, when I came to where he was at the hospital, he was on the ground saying, it's done, bro. When I woke up an hour later, he called me. There are things in your life that shouldn't have never happened. They should have never happened because you, you, you have a gift. You see, you, you, have, you have the internal gift, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He shows you things that, that to come. He guides you. He leads. And then you have a, an external gift He gives you to confirm that gift inside. And I'm telling you now, today, there are things that should never happen in your life, but they will happen. They will happen. Because I don't know, humans always want to learn a hard way. The hard way.
What's the best thing we can ever do about our lives? It's only one. It's to regard the word of the Lord. It's to regard the word of the Lord. You know, before Sister Rosina died two years ago, two years before, I was, I was with my mother. I was playing with the tennis ball outside. She was ironing at SNS. And I said, you know what, Mama? I think you guys should talk to Sister Rosina. I call her Sister. I said, you should talk to Sister. I'm doing this. I'm playing with the ball. I think you guys should talk to Sister and tell her, you know, to just revert the decision that she has made because it won't end well for her. My mother will tell you, you can ask her after this. I was playing and she was ironing. She said, yeah, Nemfanam. I said, yeah. Because she won't live long. I'm playing with a tennis ball. Because you can't, see, you can't come and tell people, you know. And then I left it. When I saw that it was not received, I left it. I said, hey. Why? Because I'm, I'm not called to interfere in people's lives. I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, one thing you, you, know, you must know about, I mind my own business. Even if I know all your businesses here. I mind my own business. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes when, when something is getting to a critical point, I try and warn. I try and warn. <clears throat> and tonight I'm warning us, everyone of us in here. Everyone of us in here. Before ever, from today, from today, I'm, I'm warning you. You see, I'm encouraging you, at the same time I'm warning you. Before, before, before you ever, if I ever say to you, if I ever say to you, if I ever come to you and say, brother, I saw this, or brother, the Lord said this. If I, if I ever say that to you, before you reject it, ask yourself, this guy's record, what is it like? Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Before you say, he's, he, ask yourself. Because in, in, my, in my office, in my office, here there are, no, there are no emotions, there are no feelings. It's what is seen and what is relayed. His brothers did not believe in him. Did not believe in him. They did not believe in him. Here, yeah, I'm not your friend. I'm an extension of the helper. Not the destroyer, the helper. And sometimes, for God to help you, sometimes He must break you to, so that He can be near you. Because it's not until you are broken before the Lord that the Lord really can come close to you where, where you can begin to feel the in impulses of the Holy Ghost.
Halleluja. Let's read. You will notice the blue highlights are those things that have come to pass. Here we are not talking, my brothers, my sisters, uh, we are not talking about, we, we here are not talking about things that are happening here in the community. <coughs> we are not talking about things that are happening in the community. Habo smang mang, smang mang. We're talking about things that, that, that are happening for, for the whole world to see. You know what God said to me? You know what God said to me? He said, in a few years, in a few years, in a few years, many of my people will come receive headlines from your gift. Headlines. The angel came to me the angel came to me and he said to me, and he told me at what time this thing will happen, where we will release daily, weekly, monthly, yearly headlines, news like newspapers of the future. That angel is already with me. He's different from the one that, that enables me to see into the future. He's different from the scroll angel. We don't lie. We're not trying to build a name for ourselves. We are trying to help humanity. We are trying to express the love of God for humanity through the prophetic ministry. Because had, 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 had we been using this gift to destroy you, none of you here would be in church because the secrets of your heart because we would want to show off, right? We would reveal it here. So what do we do? We shroud it. When we try to warn you, sometimes personally, we warn you as a teaching. So that everybody can think it's a teaching, but to you, it's a warning. Why? Because we don't, we don't want to embarrass you. Because if we wanted to embarrass you to show off the gift, we do it. We do it. But the gift should be used to express God's love and God's willingness to help His people. And that's what we are endeavoring to use the gift for. If the devil ever uses you to think that the gift is for another thing, that's you and the devil. That, that's you and the devil. But the intention of the gift is always to build, is always to edify, and most to prepare you. There are things you don't know, I know. About you, about your life, I know. Nothing can happen of significance in your life that I don't know of. Nothing. Nothing. 
You are under my ministry. Nothing. Hear what the Spirit of God says. Now look at what's not highlighted. That's regarding you. Everything highlighted has happened. What has not been highlighted regarding you has not happened. So which one is it? You see, I intentionally did that. While I was praying over this prophetic word and reading over it last night, the Holy Ghost said, highlight every part of this vision that has come to pass, come to pass and leave the parts that have not. It's to show us something. Let's read, let's go down to um, the White House. It's, it's in page three. Are we there? Read it, Mike. Yeah, from no, from the part I highlighted, it will be reported. Oh. Yeah. It will be reported that a fire broke out in the White House. Whether it's a big fire. And then what I want you to do now, right, is that while he's reading, I want you to go on Google and type South African Parliament in flames, right? Or you can type South African White House in flames. It will be reported that a fire broke out in the White House, whether it's a big fire or a small fire. So when I saw this, this, we were here, right? But when I saw it in the spirit, I was standing, I was standing uh, in, 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 I was standing probably like maybe five or four hundred meters away from, you're already late and you're modeling. Yeah? You're already late and you're modeling. Tiptoeing. So, uh, I saw, I saw what looked like the White House, right? In the United States. Right? Sometimes when visions come, they don't, they, they, they don't appear as, they appear as symbols, as tokens. You understand? So what does the White House represent? A place of governance, a place of parliament, right? Right? This is where the administrative duties of a nation, of a country are being carried out. I saw it, right? And I said, I said to you, yeah, it will be re- be reported that the fire broke out yeah. in the White House. Yeah. Whether it's a big fire or a small fire, it doesn't matter. It is your sign. Remember this. Remember this sign because it will prove that every other thing will happen. Then, 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 read the other part. This fire. This fire might be a spiritual. Use the mic. Read it again. Chris, is it, is it on board? Yeah. 
This fire might be a spiritual or literal fire. This looks it, it might be what? A spiritual or a literal fire. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what matters is what? That the, that, that the, the fire will be a... That all these things will come to pass. Let's find out. Yeah. Read the headline. Fire breaks out in South African Parliament in Cape Town. On the 2nd, this article was released on the 2nd of January 2022. On the 2nd of? The second day of the year that God said was to be prosperity and destruction. What was the first sign? Fire. Uh, Chris, you have your internet working? Yeah. Look at South African Parliament there. What does it look like? Why didn't I say? Why didn't I say Union Building? Why didn't I say? Why did I say the White House? Years ago, I told you they will move the parliament from Cape Town to Pretoria. And God said, it will not be right for what? For them to do so. Because spiritually for the country, it will disrupt a lot of things. Because the angel of South Africa is in Cape Town. He's stationed, the, the prince of South Africa is stationed at the coast of Cape Town. I've met him there several times. In 2018, when we went to close the gates, if you, if you read Burden of the Prophet, you, you'll know that. When we went to close the gates, we went to close the gates because that angel came to me and he said, come, close the gates there because there's been a breach. So we went with Pastor Raphael, we went up on the mountain, Table Mountain, and we went to go pray there for about uh, four or five hours. God said to prove to Pastor Raphael that this is of the Lord. I told him before we landed, before we landed, if you, if you looked at the weather that day, it was all sunny. I told him, the Lord said, immediately when we land, there will be rain. When we landed and entered into the Uber, you know what the Uber guy said? I, I don't know what's going on because it was very hot here right now. Clear skies, all of a sudden it's raining. No, it was to encourage my brother. Because he didn't see what I, see, I saw, he was just following. What, what does it look like, sir? When, when you look at the White House, isn't that familiar? When, did, when, when was it reported? On the? Till today, it's not, it's not found out what broke, what broke it. I know. They say it was that hobo. You, you know what they were doing? Do you know what they were doing? Do you know what they were doing? They can't say it. That's why they say it's investigation. Do you know what they were doing the night before the fire broke out? Hmm. 
Yes. Must I tell you? Yes. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> there were rituals that they were doing there. There were rituals. And they thought the fire came because of what they were doing. That fire, the fire may be, read Mike, read that. It may be what? Or what? It does not matter. You know where the fire came from? It came from the God of Elijah. They can't tell. Even if you find out now, there's no, there's no parliamentary report that states what caused the fire. They, 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 because if, if they were to say what caused the fire, the entire world would begin asking questions. Because he says, this thing will alarm the West. It will alarm the West. So the fire is an alarm in the West. When did the when did war between Ukraine and Russia begin? Yeah, when? March. When was it official when Russia invaded? Read, con- read, please, sir. Remember this sign because it will prove that every other thing will happen. This fire might be a spiritual or literal fire. This report will alarm those in the West, those in the East. What does this fire Those mean? in the? West. And those in the? East. Where, where's Russia? Where's Russia? East of Asia. East of Asia. This fire will do what? Those way. And those way. It will what? Alarm them. Read Mike. What does this fire mean for us? Jesus is in control. He knows what he's doing. What does this fire mean for us, war? Would you, did you ever think that a parliament house would be burning up in flames? So God, God would burn a parliament house to, to confirm to validate, to back the word of his prophet in a garage. He will burn a parliament house. And then when you look at me, you see some insignificant dog. Yet God would burn a a parliament house unnaturally to confirm to confirm the vision of the book of Solomon about the year 2022. And you look at Akim Pia It might not be you, right? He said he's what, Mike? It's a what? It's a... An alarm. To you, to you it's a what? It's a sign that what? Every other thing here will take place. To the West is what? 
Of what? War. Here's a question we ask. When did it happen? Did it happen? Did it happen? Did it happen in December? When did it happen? When? As the year? You had confirmation. How could I have known? No, talk to me. How, how could I have known? Who, who knew? Who do you know that knew? How could I have known? You were here in August. I, you have the tape. You have the tape. You were here. It, it's not edited. It's transcribed. So whatever is here is on the tape. So how could I have known on the 8th of August that on the 2nd of January there would be fire in the White House? Coincidence? No. Guessing? No. And that this thing would be a sign to you and an alarm to the West. And then two months from that day, war breaks out between Russia and Ukraine. And I told you about Russia and Ukraine. It's on CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, all these other networks. But you heard it first. You heard it before any reporter had news of it. You heard it. Let's, let's go back and read. I saw men rising like trees that were there at the top. Like trees, palm and oak trees. Yes, trees which take years to grow. But I saw them rising rapidly. Why does God give this allegory? Because it's the hardest thing to build in this world. You know what it is? You know, it's wealth. To build true wealth takes time. Warren Buffett wasn't a billionaire until in his 50s and 60s. And one of the strongest trees you can find in the whole world are oak trees. One of the tallest trees you can find in the world are palm trees. And these are trees that take longest to grow. Yet God said, God in the vision showed me these trees particularly. These trees rising rapidly. What is that typology typifying? Wealth and prosperity. Wealth is the oak tree. Prosperity is the palm tree. But God is showing me palm trees and oak trees that are rising rapidly. These are trees that take years to grow. And they were rising rapidly. And the Spirit of God said, I have elected you through ordination and set forth to bear and reconstitute Solomonic glory. He said, he's elected you. You shall walk in abundance, prosperity, and unimaginable wealth. I've spoken in time before about this wealth. But in 2022, there will be an abundance and a flooding. Now, look at how, how 2022 is a year of contrast, extreme 
opposite, polar opposites. On one side, God said unimaginable prosperity, abundance, wealth. On the other side, he says destruction, calamity. That, those, are polar, those are polar opposite, polar contrasts of experience. Yet God said he would make prosperity available in the year of destruction. And remember, he said, he gave you the sign. I have elected through ordination to set forth and bear Solomonic glory. You shall walk in abundance, prosperity, and unimaginable wealth. I have spoken before about this wealth, but in 2022, there will be an abundance and a flooding. You see why God told Solomon to give me the book? Why it was specifically Solomon? Because the key to this wealth was, was linked or typified by the person of Solomon. I told you, I said, read the book of Proverbs. Chew it, leave it. <laughs> there is a supernatural wave coming into the body of Christ, ushering in a mighty demonstration and heavyweights of wealth. Yes, it's ushering heavyweights of the kingdom. I see people in their 20s, 30s, even in their 70s and 80s, the scripture said, in their old age, they shall continue to bear fruit. The Lord is not allowing me to see on the other side. Why? Because I was, I was in the vision. I was standing here. Solomon came in from this direction in the spirit. He came in from this direction. He gave me the book. When he gave me the book, the book, the book start, started and I was in the future. So when the pages were 10, God said, not now. He wasn't allowing me to see the other side. So he said, not now. Tell them all this. And then I began to tell you. The Lord does not allow me to see the other side of destruction yet. <laughs> but tell them, says the Spirit, if they do what is written in this book. Not in any other book, in this book. In other words, you could say, if they do what you teach them. If they do what you instruct them. Because I've been instructing you on this book. He said, Wealth will fall like, will come like quails. Question is, has it come to you? That means you have not been doing what is in. Wealth will come like quails. Entertain the spirit beings of wisdom and wealth. Entertain them. In 2022, the economic systems of this world will crumble. Um, your, your thing. Go, 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 go and search. Go here. Yeah, here. Search crumble there. Crumble meaning, alright? It might show it in your dictionary. Yeah. Because God says it about four times here. Crumble. The economic systems of this world will crumble. Read, brother. Break or fall apart into small fragments, especially as part of a process of deterioration. Read it again. Break. What's to crumble? And fall apart into small fragments. 
Especially in the process of deterioration, right? Wow. In 2022, the economic systems of this world will crumble. Boy, type the global depression. No, right? Type the, type the, type the Pakistan debt default. Either, yeah, yes. yeah. What do you, what are you reading? Default uh, threat reaches Pakistan in deepening uh, political crisis. Read it again. Default. Default. Threat. Default is to declare bankruptcy yes. when you are unable to pay your debts. You default. So you are you become liquidated. So read. Default. Threat. Reaches Pakistan in deepening political crisis. You know how much they have left? When I sent you the, the document, they, they, in their coffers, they had $20 billion. In fact, no, they needed $20 billion. All they had in their reserves was about $9 billion. The country defaulted. Argentina, hyperinflation, type there. And where is that? That document is to is it this year? Yes, sir. Read, read just read the headlines. You type the global recession looming. Or just type global recession. Read. Chances, Chances of yeah. global recession nearing 50%. From Citigroup. Read again. You remember 2008? You remember what happened 2008 with the market crashed? This is 10 times that. What? Yeah? Read headlines, just headlines. The headlines you see. Worried about an economic downturn. Here's what you can expect in a typical recession. Reading the market tea leaves for global recession risks. Go read. Chance of world economy recession nearing 50%. City group. <coughs> Economics. Economists say. South Africa on weak footing amid global recession fears. South Africa on? Weak footing. Read Argentina, the hyper. Uh, Argentina, inflation surges to decades high in March. Surges. It surged to decades high. So the highest in decades in March, right? Yes. Yeah? Sepping spending power. The systems of this world will what? Crumble. Will break into what? Small fragments. And fall like the walls of Jericho. 
it shows you how strong the economic systems of the world are, but they all fall like the walls of Jericho. Did the walls of Jericho fall naturally or supernaturally? Supernatural. So who's busy orchestrating all these events behind? Because they've been a fortress for the wicked rulers, but they will crumble. The Lord says, I'm weakening the loins of, of kings. That's why I'm releasing this wave of prosperity because in the coming years, the system will crumble. Did, did, did you hear that? So it begins in 2022, but in the coming years. So remember, crumbling is a process. It's not something that happens now. It's a process. It's a break. It's a breaking until what? Until it deteriorated. So when you read prophecy, it's important to pay attention to certain words and details. Then he said, in the coming years, they will crumble. The law says, the law says, I'm weakening the loins of kings. The loins of kings, their strength. The loins of kings, their strength. Right? Oh, all of your strength is here. You know that? Do you know that? If this fails, you're gone. So he says, I'm weakening the loins of king, I'm weakening the loins, and that's why I'm releasing this way, because in the coming years, the system crumbles. In the coming years, there will be fair minds. In the coming years, there will be droughts. Now I can see beyond the veil of time. I can see pestilences. The Lord says the diseases of Job will come upon man. Boils. Not any other thing, but read there, monkey, monkey, monkey pox, they call it. Read headlines, just read the headlines you see here on top. These ones, these ones, these ones. Yeah. Uh, who says monkey pox is not currently a global health emergency? Who says, WHO, right? You know why they say that? They don't have solution. This one is not vaccine. This one is not from lab. This one is from up there. I told you, if you read, if you listen to the prophecy about COVID-19, if you listen to the prophecy about COVID-19 in March of 2020, the 19th of March, 2020, the, that prophecy, in that prophecy, God said, there's another disease coming. And this one will not, will, they will not be able to deal with it. Read, just read headlines there quickly, move quickly. Uh, health Minister, monkeypox, uh, case confirmed in Joburg while COVID-19 restrictions repels. Yeah. NICD warns monkeypox cases could rise. What is it called? What does God call it? The diseases of Job. Tell me. You tell me. You tell me. How can such things be made up? It's affecting the whole world. You're in a garage like this. Before BBC, before CNN, before all these uh, news agencies, newspaper agencies, here's these media things here, you heard it. Read, read, 
read uh, go down to page go down to page where God repeats this thing go down to page uh, four I think go down to page four Mike are you there where read nations, where nations, right? Just read past it because we'll come back there. Yeah? Bottom of page four. Yeah, the top of page four. Where nations highlighted. Nations which are wise, yeah. like Russia and China. Mm. When wars come, will have a strategic advantage because things are returning to. Grasses. Then I saw the vision again. Look, read. I saw a figure with boils all over their face. This is exactly what will happen in 2022. You ask yourself, this person that you're looking at, is he a false prophet? Before a single case has been reported, God told you months before, in fact, years before. This is what will like happen exactly in 2022. Okay, question, is it happening? Yes. Exactly as it was told. Yes. So where's your wealth? Where's your abundance? Where's your prosperity? I'll show you why it's not coming. See, if you begin to take people like us seriously, your life will become very better in this world. Your life on earth here, you, you would live protected. Jesus said, what did you go out to see in the wilderness? A prince clothed in king's raiment. He says, no, you find those in palaces. He says, what did you go out to see in the wilderness? He says, a prophet, and verily I tell you, more than a prophet. Let's go up and just continue reading. The disease of Job will come upon men, boils. But remain in Goshen. That means you are there. Stay. This, remain in Goshen, the, the safe place. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Remain in Goshen. And do not desire Egypt any. Do not let your heart sink back into Egypt. Who is Egypt? It's Pharaoh. But stay in Goshen. He didn't say go into Goshen. He said stay. Because that means you are already in. But for him to tell you stay means there is a potential that you might walk out the gates of Goshen. You might walk out the gates of Goshen and find yourself in Egypt. 
Read the story of Moses, okay? Take time, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Go read the story of Moses. Between the, the distinction God made between Egypt and Goshen. Go read it. Go read it. Read it from chapter 4 onwards. Exodus from chapter 4 onwards. Sit down, read it. See what God is trying to tell you when he says remain in Goshen. You see, the problem with many of you, you want to be told everything. You don't want to investigate. You don't want to research. You don't want to search. Everything must just be given to you like this. In the prophetic world, it doesn't work like that. In the prophetic world, it is your responsibility to ensure that what God speaks into your life, over your life, takes place by you doing what is accorded with that word or the requirements of that word. I see the darkness which is befalling the nations. The media will not be able to hide this. They've been trying, let me tell you, they've been trying to hide it as much as possible. Because what is going on is far much worse than what they've been reporting. Far, are you listening to me? I told you in the, in the prophecy, we'll read it. The dollar failed. Failed. It failed last year. It failed last year in 2021. They've been hiding it. Where's your phone? Where's your phone? You've got internet? Yes. Look, listen to what Bloomberg says. The dollar's crash is only just the beginning. <laughs> Has the dollar failed? Has the dollar failed? So if the dollar hasn't, fa hasn't failed, right? Why? Why? Go find that article in the group. Go find that article about the US. Why, if the dollar didn't fail, why is the US Fed uh, looking, looking, looking to, to increase uh, interest rate ba base points, right? And also, why are they looking for an alternative? They are busy now looking for an alternative digital currency. Why are they doing that? You read in the prophecy. You read now in the prophecy. You read now in the, in, in the let's read it. They will not be able to hide this at first. At first, it will, it will be so devastating that they will not be able to hide it. The scripture says, how are the mighty fallen? I see strong nations crumbling down. The Lord is not allowing me to say their names, but they are prominent nations. The EU will crumble. What's going on in the EU now? No, all you need to do is just find out what's going on in the EU now. The EU will crumble. Economic famines. It will begin from November, the Spirit of God says. Some nations will say, we have run out of reserves. You heard Pakistan, publicly. They were begging the IMF. IMF said no, but IMF can give South Africa a loan. And they, and they, and they will not bail out Pakistan that is struggling. Why? It's because of the interest that they have. You see, when wars come, South Africa will be a base. It's fine. 
See, I told you in 2018, when I, when I, when I told you about the, the vision of world war, how, how the, 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 the country of South Africa will be very strategic in manipulating uh, who has sea power, you will see. Let's read. The EU will crumble. Economic famine. It will be November. This will go. It will start in November. I see there's a changing of the guard. The Lord is telling me that the United States, the US dollar is losing its power forever. I, I, did you find the article now? No, 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 no. The articles I said about on, on the group. Go on the group and just go on the photos and things there. About the United States. Uh, Fed, some Fed talking about the, the dollar, the, um, um, the digital dollar. The Lord is telling me that the United States dollar is losing its power forever. And we have begun seeing that. Why? Every, every economic or every global recession or every market crash starts in the United States. Why? Because many countries have their reserves, have their currencies pegged against the United States dollar. So it is, it is the base currency really for most countries around the world. That's why the Lord says countries like China and Russia, they now have a strategic ad advantage because when the crash comes, they will be protected. And you just heard when the war started, how that, how that uh, Russia did what? Russia, when the United States said, no, we are devaluing the, 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 the ruble, what did Russia say? Russia said what? Russia said, okay, we will peg the ruble on the dollar because they've already been building reserves over a period of time of gold. So they have now, because gold is real money. Not dollar, not paper, gold is real money. So they peg their currency now with the dollar. China has been hoarding gold like I don't know what. They have removed themselves from the dollar. That's why the yen is so strong. So you can see that the yen has, has a shift or has, an, has a momentum in global movements of prices. You can see that even when sometimes the US dollar is down, because of Chinese uh, strength, the world can still stand. Why? Because there's a changing of the guard. See, the new superpower is no longer the United States. It's China. Now, for that to happen, that means now that, that the, the throne, the base has moved, the headquarters has moved from the United States. Now, the United States was God's emblem to the nations of the world. Now, for, for there to be a change of power, an exchange of power, for power to go now to China, the dragon, that means God has given China, has given the devil his time on earth. Because Xi Jinping is not a human being. There's a dragon in him. <sighs> so said the, the, Lord, the Lord said the United States is losing its power forever. They, then he says, and I see an introduction. Do you find it? Not South Africa. The dollar. Maybe I didn't send it. I don't know, but I think I did. Maybe you deleted it because your, your thing there is um, very new. I've got a thousand something there. Anyways, it's fine. Right? Or, or, or you can go, just go type digital dollar. 
There is an introduction of a new system. See, this fiat system will pass. Cash, money. That means money has what? Failed. We are moving into Zim era. I told you, you will buy bread. You will buy bread for a million. <laughs> you will buy... <laughs> yeah, it will never happen. It's fine. I, did, did, did you get that? Did you, did you find something there? How a new digital dollar shake the new, could shake the new financial system. Read there, please. Okay, when is this, when is this, when is this uh, reported? It's the 10th of March. When? This year. When? 10th of March this year. It's from Wired, right? The Biden administration is looking into a government-issued digital currency. The implications would be profound. I see the introduction of a new digital system. This is what Biden said. My administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of a United States. Listen to this. CBDC. What, what was the code, code name? D-H-D-O-C. The, the, the code name. God said this was the what? The code name. They are saying what? They are saying CBDC. The central bank digital currency. But it's D-H-D-O-C in the spirit. The, the name, what is the name of the Antichrist? It's not triple six. Triple six is its code. His name is not triple six. Yeah, triple six is coming. Triple, no, that's not the name of the Antichrist. The name of the Antichrist is what? No, he has his name. The triple six is the number of his name. The code name is what? DHD. CBDD, C, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, the executive said, these efforts should include assessment of possible benefits and risk of consumers and investments and businesses, financial stability and system risk, payment systems, national security, the ability to exercise human rights, financial inclusion and equity, the actions required to launch a United States CBDC if doing so is deemed to be in the natural or national interest. Who's lying to you? Me? God? No, it's not Bitcoin, no blockchain. She's specific. They've been testing this system for quite some time. The Spirit of God is telling me it is a system underlying blockchain. This is the mystery of the number of the beast. They're introducing economic fair minds for this purpose. DHDOC is its code, code name. And I'm seeing this in the spirit. As for South Africa, I will give you four more years to get your house in order, says the Lord. I hear the government of South Africa saying we have run out of water. Water shedding. It went from load to 
Read. But the Lord said, there is much water in the city to the nation. You have ignored and neglected. You will need it now. When you see the time of rain come, and the rain does not come, begin to lift up again. I saw two angels holding the reins, but for you, prosperity is prepared. Stay in Goshen, the safe place. Entertain the angels of wisdom. The nations are rallying for war. I see that vision again. I told you what the Lord told me about this country, South Africa. The global wars will be decided on who has this territory. The nations are fighting to get a hold of this place before the wars begin. This is why you are beginning to see so much turmoil in the country because Russia wants a hand, China wants a hand, Europe wants a hand, and even the United States. And then I saw him, I blow him away. I see Ramaphosa falling off his seat. I see him falling. And the Lord says, not only is he falling, but I will break his legs. This country belongs to me, says the Spirit of God. I hold its destiny in my hand. And then that, that was about uh, Swaziland that's still to come. 2022, a year of prosperity of destruction. Now I know what the prophet saw. Lord, I realize I'm sorry because who would believe it? Who can believe that such things could happen? Nation, nations becoming wildernesses. I told you to look out for the signs of Moses. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah? Yes, Remember the signs of Moses? Yes. Watch out for the signs of Moses because this is how I move upon the nations with a strong harm. They will not listen until I move this way. It will be reported that a fire broke up. We read that, right? He's do, he knows what he's doing. In one year, you will see a rise. In what? In one year. You will see a rise in prosperity. On the other side, you will see a rise in destruction. Economic famines, national destitute. The Lord said, Bitcoin is a destruction. Start buying gold. It will hit 4,000 USD by next year. So I've been analyzing gold for a couple of months now. And what I noticed is that they've been manipulating the rise of gold. Gold right now, I sent you the article, right? Should have reached or should have been trading at 3,000 US dollars. But they are intentionally suppressing that rise. But they can only do it for so long. You will see. God said gold will rise to 4,000 by who bought it? Start buying gold. The Lord said Bitcoin is a distraction. Start buying gold. It weighed 4,000 USD by next year. Currently, it, it was at where it was now. It will hit 3,000 very soon. It should have hit it now as I'm speaking to you. But they're, they're trying to postpone and delay the inevitable. In 2015, I was laying on my bed. The Spirit of God said to me, Bitcoin will soon rise to 100,000 USD. And it will. Right now, it's trading at 21,000 USD. It crashed from about 50. 50, right? about 50 or 60,000 USD crest to 20,000, about 50%, 60% of its value was, was wiped out. It was intentional because before the end of this year, you will see go, I mean, you will see Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies reach levels you've never seen before because this is new wealth. This is new wealth. Gold is old wealth. Gold is, is forever wealth. This cryptocurrency, digital currencies are new wealth. They are crashing now, but by the time we get to the end of the year, a Bitcoin would be valued at over $100,000. Over $100,000. My speculation is that it will be around $200,000, $300,000 for one Bitcoin. 
So if you have been wise, you should have prepared yourself, aligned yourself, because God has given you an opportunity and insight. It, this is like God giving you lot of numbers. This, this, what I just, this, this part here is like God giving you lot of numbers. This I saw in 2015, before, when Bitcoin was 5,000 rand, 5,000 rand in 2015, 5,000 rand. Now it's over a million. I mean, it was over a million. Now when it was 5,000, God showed me in the vision. After that, it will crash and then they will introduce the mark of the beast. It's a test run. I've been to the future several times. You could say that I, I'm a tenant there. <laughs> Bitcoin will rise to 100,000 USD and from there it will, it, will and it, it will rise and after it will crumble. You see that? It will what? Did you hear crumble, crumble, crumbling, crumble, crumble, crumbling, crumble? God wants to make you wealthy. I saw them in a meeting. They were saying, now that the dollar has failed, what can we do to salvage this situation? I saw them. Yeah. Uh, the, this year, right? And you must know what this means for the world. This is how the economic famines will begin. Because most countries' currencies are pegged, I told you that. Nations that are wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they're returning to grassroots. I saw a figure with boils all over their face. This is exactly what will happen in 2022, right? The law says COVID-19 was started by man, but it was spread by me. There are millions on the way. God is telling me, the Holy Ghost is saying, there are millions on the way. The Spirit of God is saying, there are millions on the way. If I told you something, that I said it was from the Lord and it would never happen when you have every reason not to believe. But if I tell you something that is from the Lord and it happened, you better believe. And I'm telling you, the millions are coming. The millions are coming. During the week, the Lord kept telling me to the angel of wisdom and wealth. I knew that he was speaking to the church, that the church needs to start entertaining the angel of, of, of wealth and wisdom because there's an unleashing happening. I'm telling you today, if you miss this boat, you will regret it. It means you can miss it. I'm still hearing it now. The millions are coming. It is like he said it once and it is still echoing since I heard it. What a year. We have everything to believe God. Everything. Lift up your right hand now. Say, Father, Father. forgive me. I repent. I repent. I'm, not I'm not believing your word. I repent. I repent. For rejecting your word. Rejecting your, word. Your, promise. your promise. Forgive me. Forgive me. For, not For not taking the necessary precautions. The necessary precautions. Preparing, Preparing in the way that I should. That I should. To, be to be better fit. And qualified. And qualified. To inherit. What you, have for me. what you have for me. Lord, Lord I, beg I beg your forgiveness, your forgiveness for, not trusting, for not trusting, believing, believing obeying, obeying 
the word of your servant. Forgive me for not believing in what you have sent him to accomplish in my life. In that I have failed. Forgive me. Forgive me. For your word says, believe in God and be established. Believe in his prophets and prosper. Father, I desire to prosper according to what you have promised, you have told to come to pass in my life, in my family's life, in the year 2022. I saw and I'm a witness of all other prophetic visions which you said would happen in this year. But Lord, let me be a witness of the prophetic fulfillment of the word which you have prepared, which you have reserved to be accomplished in my life in this year. Father, I have failed. Forgive me. Father, I have failed. Have mercy on me. Father, do not let this boat, this opportunity pass me by. Father, may I not come out of the doors and the gates of where you have placed me in Goshen. Father, help me against satanic and demonic temptations and lies which whisper in my mind, in my ears, in my emotions to go against the word of the Lord. Help me discern these false accusations that rise in my mind to see the servant, the gift you have given me in ways that are not appropriate. Father, help me. Father, teach me. Father, guide me. Help me. Keep me against the devil's wiles, trickeries from deceiving, dissuading, leading me astray from the path of God in my life. I repent of how I have mistreated the gift of God in my life. I, for, I, I repent. Forgive me, Father, for how I've dealt with what you have sent him to give and minister in my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And let Every devil, every demon that has been coming, whispering lies and deceit in the ear, be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Because my heart, my mind has been set to follow the word of the Lord, to do all that which is necessary for it to come to pass in my life. Let every 
Accuser. Father, be denied. Be rejected. Be cast out. And Father, let your testimony in my life show forth. Let your testimony in my life about 2022. About what you said. About what you promised. Begin to take shape. I am willing, and I am willing to be obedient that I may eat of the fruit of the field. I am willing, Lord. I am willing, Lord. I have not been willing, but now I am willing. Precious Holy Ghost, teach me the fear of the Lord. Teach me how to move in fear. And how, to and how to respond as I should, as I should. To, the to the prophetic warnings, prophetic messages, prophetic words, and prophetic promises that are coming into my life. Help me discern the prophetic mysteries that have been coming into my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, you can start over with God regarding this. If you prayed it and meant it in your heart, you can start over. I want you to do something right now. Take out an offering. Take out an offering right now. Take out an offering right now. If you don't have it, go into your account we're going to give a trespass offering to the lord before we go tonight today a trespass offering before we leave take it out now don't send it take it out i'll tell you when to send it take it out i'll tell you when to send it you can even take what you meant to be offering today as a trespass offering everybody must have it everybody must have it Fine, you can leave that thing, boy, and just relax. We're gonna do teaching for 15 minutes. Go to Exodus. Listen to the teaching we did on Friday, okay? Listen to that teaching we did on Friday, and also listen to the teaching we did on on Wednesday, all right? On on men. Listen to those teachings. The one we did this Friday and that one. Right? But I want to I wanna show you something in the Word of God. Exodus um, 34. Exodus 34. Verse 19. So at least we, we managed to record the most important bits here. So even if load shedding comes, it's still fine. All right, what you can just do for me is that it's fine, I'll do it here. I'll just record when, if it goes, I'll just record and then I'll just send you that and then you just, you'll just add it to the, to the message, okay? Verse Exodus 19. Are you, are you, are you, are you prepared? Are you prepared to change your ways? Amen. 
Are you prepared to follow and are you prepared to receive the word of the Lord in your life? Are you prepared? Chapter 19. I will show you why many things in your life, I will show you why tonight, today, why many things in your life have been amiss. I'll show you why. You see, blessings, blessings never fall on empty hands. Blessings never fall or never come upon empty hands. Uh, while we turn there, you, you just, Mike, uh, go to Ephesians 4 for me, okay? Let's read, please. All that open the womb are mine, and every male firstborn among your livestock, whether sheep or ox, right? But the, now notice, do you, did, did, did you notice when God gave the laws of the offerings, right? He, he gave the strict uh, uh, laws of offerings, right? And then he compensated for the poor. Right? The, 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 the laws of offering for dedication, dedicating a child was a cow, right? But then God said, for, for the poor, you shall bring what? A turtle dove and a pigeon. So that means the poor had no excuse. They couldn't come before God and say, but God, we don't have anything. Now, why in those laws, even though God, go, even though God gave laws, would make compensation for the poor? That means that there was nobody that was exempted from coming before the law empty-handed. No one. Jesus was poor, right? Because they gave a turtle dove and a pigeon. But you could not bring forth or come before the Lord without something to offer. There's a reason why. And this is, this, is, this is the major reason why millions and billions are not coming. Because God's people are empty-handed. Here I'm not talking about money. There's something beyond money that I'm talking about. Let's read. All that escapes, it's mine, right? Then listen to, this is God. But the firstborn of a donkey you shall not redeem with a lamb. You shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. And none, and what? None. And what? None. What? None. What? None. Did he say some? He said what? None. Shall do what? None. Shall appear before me. Yes. Then read verse 1. Read verse 21. Six days he shall work, but on the seventh day he shall rest. Wait. He said you shall, none shall come empty-handed. And then he says six days you shall work. That means, that means the ability... To come before the Lord with hand it, with something. 
Lies in what? Lies in the commandment of what? Okay, are you, are you there in Ephesians? I, Mike, are you there in Ephesians? Yes. Let me come down. Let me just teach this. Let me just relax and teach this. Because I'm thinking about load shedding and all that. So let me just think to teach this. It's fine. Read verse 28, Mike. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give. That he may have something. So how will he have something to give? When he does what? Said, so let him do what? Let him labor, working with what? His hands. Why? Because those hands must have something to give. Those hands must have something to give. Give to who? Now go back to 34. Go back to 34. Exodus. Is it Exodus 34 we were reading? 21, uh, uh, 20. <coughs> Exodus. 34, 20. Read it, please, everybody. I want everybody to read it, right? Open your mouth and read it. But the firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. And none shall appear before me empty-handed. Let me read it in The firstborn called of a donkey may be redeemed by giving a lamb in its place. If you decide not to redeem it, then its neck must be broken. But your sons must all be redeemed. And no one shall appear before me without a gift. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's not a what? A suggestion. It's a command. Right? God is not suggesting to you that if you feel like it. He says none. Now ask yourself, what then would be the implications of coming before the Lord empty-handed? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Right? If he commands me and you not to come before him empty-handed, what then would be the implications of us approaching him empty-handed? When you come here, you are coming before the Lord. And when you come before the Lord empty-handed, what does that tell you about the six days before you, or the six days when you are not before the Lord? So why must you come? Why must you come? Why must you come uh, not empty-handed? Is to validate the blessing of the Lord during the what? The six days. I will read you. I will read you. Read, read there, read. Six days you shall work. Yeah. But on the seventh day you shall rest. In plowing time and in the harvest you shall rest. Let's read, let's read, uh, let's read, uh, Ditto. okay, let's read, let's read 23. Three 
No, no, chapter 23, verse 15. Now, the word there is not, is not malaka, right? The word there is abad. Here, the one he uses for six days you shall work is abad. But in, in Exodus, it's not abad. In Exodus, it's both abad and malaka. And I will explain that to you, right? So he said abad means to labor. It means to toil. That's what abad means. It means to serve. It means to teal. Right? So he said six days you must teal. Six days you must? Teal. You must? Teal. Why? Because on the seventh day, you are coming before the Lord. When, when were Israel supposed to come before the Lord? Every Sabbath. Right? Six days you must what? Toil. On the seventh day you will come before me. And remember, the Sabbath day is the most hallowed day because that's the day that God rested from all his work. And the key to wealth is actually in the rest of God. But in order for us to enter into the rest of God, the Bible says, labor to enter into the rest. Chapter 23. You shall keep the feast, verse 15, you shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. You shall eat unleavened bread seven days as I commanded you at the time appointed in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me, what? So there he says it, it's twice now. Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse 16. Now, in Deuteronomy, you will see, you will see it very clearly. In Deuteronomy, chapter 16, you will see it very clearly. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord, in the place which he chooses, appear, right? At the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Tabernacles, they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every man shall give as he is able. So according to his ability, right? According to the blessing, every man shall what? Give, give according to the blessing. Every man shall give, so according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you. Every man shall give to the Lord according to the blessing which he has given you. Now here's a question I'm asking. Here's a question I'm asking. Is God saying that the work of six days is the blessing? Because he says you must give in accordance to the what? To the blessing of the Lord which he has given you. In Exodus, you read what he said, right? So he says, nobody should come empty-handed because everybody should be what? Should be? Should be? So that, so that the blessing of the Lord can, be, can do what? So where does God's blessing flow? Where does God's blessing flow? The ability to, keep, to give, right? 
The ability to give comes from where? The, abil- the, the blessing of the Lord, right? So where does God's blessing, right, that enables you to give flow from? Okay. Second Corinthians chapter nine, chapter eight. I'm still asking the question. If he says none shall come before him empty hand. You know, some of you, you're looking at me like this and you're wondering from where I, do I come? I didn't write the Bible. There's your Bible. I didn't write it. You get what I'm saying? So both me and you are in the same boat. <laughs> you get that? So he's saying to you, he's saying to you, none shall come before me. So it's a scene. It's a scene. Now tell me, how, how, how are you blessed? How are you blessed? How can God bless you if you are empty-handed? Because he can only bless what you have. He couldn't multiply. He couldn't give them food apart from the food that they were already. So he said, none comes before me empty-handed. Think about in 2022, how many times you've come before the Lord empty-handed. Empty-handed means what? Uh-uh. It means what? No pro. Empty-handed means no. And what is the only time, the only time when a man is incapable or unable to produce? What is that called in the Bible? So we have been expecting millions from God, but our hands are empty, proving that we are cursed. Now, how can cursed people operate in the blessings of God? (laughs) Look at the anointing. Look at the anointing. Could the anointing have come upon Jesus had he not been a carpenter? Could Peter be anointed as as an apostle had he not been a fisherman? It's a question you've got to ask. Because Jesus, though his destiny was to be the deliverer, the savior of the world, he went into carpentry. Why? Why does he go into carpentry? Though at age 12, before he even did carpentry, he was found in the synagogue. He told his mother off. Disappeared three days. But now later in his life, we find that Jesus was a carpenter. Was he not aware that his destiny was to be the savior of the world? Yet why is he a carpenter? Knowing surely that he is going to deliver, he's going to be a healer. Why does he take up the business of carpentry? It's a question you got to ask. Because that tells you, Gosana, that tells you that, that, that while the work of God, the malak of God, the divine work that you have been given to do, 
on this earth, while its time is not yet come, you have to abide until the time, the time comes. Because God said, six days you shall labor and do all your work. That means that in the process of growing and coming out, there is going to be a time where you would be unable to do the malak of God, the divine work which he has given you. But during that time, you don't fold your hands. During that time, you must look for abad. You must look for labor. Why? Because it is the labor that will lead you into the abad. Look, until Adam toiled, Adam could not enjoy the blessings of Eden. So we are trying to do malak without having done abad. And we wonder why, because it's a reminder. Every time you come before God and you have no offering, it's telling you something. It's telling you that you are not fulfilling the command of six days. Because in six days you're supposed to produce. Because that's, and God blessed them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. So how do you see that a man is blessed? You see by the fruitfulness and the multiplication of what he's doing. So when he comes before the Lord, he's coming before the Lord with the sheaves which God has given him. But, but, if a man comes before the Lord and is empty-handed, it is a sign that the blessing of God in his life is not operational. Even though God had blessed him. That's why tithes, offerings are so vital, my brother, my sister. They are vital because they are a reminder when you come before the Lord of whether or not the Lord has blessed you. Jacob said, of all that you bless me with, I will give you a tenth. So if you can't give a tenth before the Lord, that means the Lord has not blessed you. And I ask, I ask, why did Jesus, why, Mike, did Jesus go after fishermen, go after tax collectors, go after people who are already toiling. When Jesus found them, they were already toiling. If you read Matthew 20, I think we should read it now. Let's read Matthew 20. (coughs) Matthew 20 verse 1. For the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So God is a landowner who went out in the morning and, and did what? And to hire laborers. This is the kingdom of heaven. If you look at the design of the kingdom of Satan, every single one in the kingdom of Satan has a job. Every single one in the kingdom of Satan works. And he's telling you that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who goes out early in the morning and he's looking for what? Guess where he's looking at? He's lo- oh Lord. He, to, for his vineyard. Now, when he agreed with the laborers for dinars a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And about the third hour at nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle at the marketplace. 
And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard. Whatever is right, I'll give to you. About the sixth and the ninth hour, he did likewise. And at the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day? Why have you been standing here idle all day? So that means in his mind, they they ought to have been laboring. They ought to have been working. You complain that where you work, they don't give you enough money. God doesn't care. Listen, listen, Joseph was in Potiphar's house. Joseph was in Potiphar's house. He was a slave, yet he was the best of slaves. He was blessed as a slave. He was a prisoner. He had favor and was blessed as a prisoner until he became the head of prisoners. So it's no use complaining. You must do your abad. Why? Because on the seventh day, you will appear before the Lord. If you appear empty-handed, that means it's a curse. And blessings don't come upon curses. He said, if they shall do all that is written in this book. If you say God doesn't want you to work, what does God want you to do? Because then God, then God is a liar. Because he himself is a worker. So if you think, if you think God is going to give you millions, God is going to give you billions sitting on, sitting, sitting and folding your hands like this, you got something coming to you. Because then God, God would be a liar. God would be a liar. Study the scriptures. No one ever became rich standing still. Look at Solomon. Look at, study Solomon. Study Solomon. Look at, look at his businesses. He sold horses. Look at what Solomon did. Yet he was king. God told Solomon, I've blessed you with all wealth, what you have not asked. But did he just come and flow out of nowhere? No, he had to use the skill, the wisdom God gave him. Every king that would come to him, when they would come, they would come with gifts and gold. What, what were they coming for? They were coming to hear, to ask questions, to look for solutions. And God had given the man the skill to do that. That's why they were attracted to him. You read all those highlighted things, all the blessed, all the good things God is saying is going to happen into your life. But every Sunday, every Sunday, you come before the Lord empty-handed, showing that you don't produce and there's nothing to multiply. And then you say, God, the millions, God will never violate his word for anybody. Not for you, not for me. God's will.